This is a Federal News Network podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome back to the Federal Drive with Tom Temin, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. No, not Christmas, the end of the fiscal year. And once again, it looks as if the government, budget-wise, will come out of the starting blocks crawling. The 2020 fiscal year starts next week under a continuing resolution. That's better than a shutdown. Here with some of the particulars and what the spending patterns look like right now as we go into October 1st, the president and CEO of the Professional Services Council, David Berto. And David, you've been watching this carefully because no one knows exactly what will happen, but it looks like that CR is going to stick. Tom, you're right. Uh, as we get into the week here, uh, last week the House passed the continuing resolution uh, fairly clean. It's got a number of particular uh, additions in there, but uh, it, it'll extend the government function for seven weeks into the fiscal year up to November 21st. Uh, we expect the Senate to take that up and pass it this week. Of course, uh, and, and we do expect the president to sign it. That's always a question mark uh, in today's Washington, but uh, we do expect the president to sign it. If you let me bomb Iran, then I'll sign it. <laughs> I don't know Just what kidding. conditions will be in there. But uh, uh, but we do we do expect the government to uh, to start the year under a continuing resolution. This is different from last year because uh, in FY19, as you remember, we actually had full year appropriations in advance of the fiscal year for the first time in a decade for many for agencies. For mo- about half the government. For about half the government, a little more than half in terms of money, uh, five of the 12 appropriations bills. But big agencies, the VA, Health and Human Services, the Defense Department, the Energy Department, the Labor Department, the Education Department, they all started – the fiscal year with a full year appropriations. Obviously, nine other cabinet departments did not, and we end up with a shutdown in, in December for those nine. Uh, so the question mark is this: is two two things. One is what is the impact at the start of the fiscal year? But the second question is how are they doing on spending that fiscal year nineteen money, uh, which we only have a week left to finish. Yes, because these CRs and shutdown threats seem to have distorted what was usually that spending at the end of the year to use up the money and get on with the next year. Right. I think there are, there are three or four things that impact this. One is, is the agency's spending plans themselves. And for the defense side, you know, the president's budget had a full appropriation in there for FY20. So they had a spending plan and for FY19. And so the Defense Department, as we track contract obligations, is actually at a rate above the funding increase that they got for 19. So the Defense Department's doing a good job of obligating its funds. In the civilian agencies, where the president's budget spending plan was actually to come down, not go up, right, those agencies had to adjust their spending plans for what Congress gave them, and they're behind schedule in that regard. Uh, there may be a couple of other reasons for this. You know, they don't actually have the staff in terms of program offices and contracting officers. Yeah, that's an often overlooked this. point that it takes people to spend the money because there's so much process surrounding the government's expenditure of funds, obligation, negotiating, making contracts, and then actually spending the money. It takes a long string of process and people. It does. And, and we hear from our member companies that contracting officers are telling them in May or June, long before the end of the fiscal year, my plate is full. I have all the work I can get done this year. I can't do any more than that. And then when we get to the last few weeks of the fiscal year, there's a mad rush to try to get everything done quickly. Uh, and uh, quick is not always well. Thought. Sure. I mean, agencies shop contracting officers as much as they shop vendors so they can find someone with capacity. Well, there's a real advantage to companies that are already positioned 
on the IDIQ contracts and on the task order contracts that have enough scope and enough ceiling that new tasks can be put into place. There's a premium for that. And, of course, as we look at what the government's doing, they may be narrowing those down, consolidating multiple award schedules, uh, moving to best-in-class IDIQ contracts where there's less competition and perhaps less available uh, capability to do the work. And it's not as if the work isn't there to be done. Every agency has work that needs to be done, right? It's just a question of how do you get the funds obligated in order to undertake that. We're speaking with David Berteau, president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. So from your reading of the numbers, it looks like defense is obligating all of its money for 19 as it goes into 20. We certainly but, do think that. But there's some slow walking. Well, that, that imputes motive. Uh, to the agencies, which it's hard to read, but they are not spending at the levels they should to use up the money they have for 2019. In most cases, we can't see the intention, right? But but we can track the numbers, and it is no question that agencies are behind. Uh, over the last seven quarters, civilian agencies in the aggregate got 12% more funding. Their contract obligations are only up 4%. That says they're not spending the money. Now, there's a question there. Are they worried about what's going to happen next week when we start fiscal year 20? How much money am I going to get? What kind of constraints will I have under continuing resolution? Will there be another government shutdown? These would motivate agencies to hold back on spending that they don't need to do just to keep the money from expiring. And there could also be, we don't know, but there could be a political overlay to this where the people in charge of the agencies one by one are trying to conform to what the president would have liked to spend had Congress not appropriated more than the administration wanted. That's true. And we've seen one indication where that's clearly in play, and that's in the State Department and the U.S. Agency for International Development, where, in fact, programs are being canceled, congressionally directed programs are being canceled in areas of the world that don't fit with the with the agenda of the administration. And that's certainly the administration's prerogative. But in many cases, they're being done in midstream at the very end of the fiscal year. There's also been a clear indication that there are constraints on how much money can be obligated on any given day. If you're constrained to say 2% of your available funds, but the project takes 5% of your available funds, well, you have a hard time obligating that money as well. And this is important tasks that need to be done. That leads to the question of what should contractors do now with this uncertainty? There is money. The agencies aren't obligating it necessarily. Nobody knows what's going to happen for sure come the next fiscal, but a CR seems likely. What's a good strategy for getting your share? Well, we've seen a lot of flurry of activity of solicitations and proposals being submitted. Uh, the agencies are a little behind in awarding, but we expect those some of those awards to take place. The other thing that we tell our members is it is prudent to prepare both for a continuing resolution with no new starts and all the constraints on spending that goes with that. And it's prudent to prepare for a shutdown, even though the likelihood of a shutdown on October 1st is not high. Uh, we all know that it can happen. There's also the question of what happens on November 21st or at the end of whatever the next CR is after that. Right, because the last one didn't actually start until around middle of December toward Christmas and went well into January. That's right. In fact, you know, two times in the last six years, we've gone from a big budget deal to a shutdown in less than nine months. And, and so we had a big budget deal on August 2nd. The question is, how do we avoid a shutdown going forward? And if you remember back last year, on December 19th, Wednesday, the Senate passed a bill which would essentially have fully funded the government for the rest of the year with the expectation that the House would pass it on Thursday and the president would sign it on Friday. The House never passed the bill for reasons that we all remember, and the president never signed it, and so we ended up with a shutdown at midnight. So it's prudent for, for companies uh, to prepare. It's also useful for companies 
to help their agency customers prepare because the government itself doesn't like to admit that they're getting ready for a shutdown until the last possible minute. So you need to get ready ahead of time. Yes, and they are obligated to prepare for lapse in appropriations by law, and OMB is supposed to give guidance on what to do ahead of a a lapse in appropriations. I don't think we've seen signs of that happening yet. Well, OMB did update a little bit of its guidance at the end of the last shutdown, and the latest version of that is actually dated uh, earlier this summer. I think it's uh, in in June. Um, PSC provided some commentary to OMB in a letter we sent early in September, and uh, we we did a press release on this uh, yesterday, and it's it's on our website today. Um, and, And that letter offers opportunities for the administration to do a better job of thinking about particularly the role of contractors and how you keep contracts going. Because in a shutdown, the government civilian employees situation is very different than a contractor situation. For the government, you decide on day one, either you're going home and not getting paid or you're essential and you're going to keep working and not getting paid. For contracts, though, it's the opposite. If the funding is available and the contract is in place, you're, you're not, it said, the, the guidance says you may continue. What that really means is you should continue until and unless there's a reason to stop, either a stop work order from the government or the funding runs out, or in some cases, there's nobody there from the government to accept the work you've performed and therefore approve you moving forward to the next step. These are all things that need to be thought out ahead of time. And we've given OMB some ideas as to how they can put this into the guidance and into the contracts. And no good deed goes unpunished. The Interior Department diverted funds that are supposed to be for capital improvements from fees and used it for operations to keep their parks open. And just recently, the GAO came out with a report and said, nope, that was a violation of the Anti-Deficiency Act and the Purposes Law. And therefore, if you do it again, we'll consider it, it should be considered willful. And you don't want to hear willful violation of anti-deficiency. People go to jail for that. It's a really serious problem. And and all of your listeners who ride in in the morning on uh, uh, National Park Service funded uh, uh, highways know that, in fact, that $12 billion backlog in maintenance is evident every single day in the potholes uh, on those roads. Especially the GW. Especially the GW. David Berteau is president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. As always, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Look forward to the next one. We'll post this interview along with all of our budget coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.